I want to welcome everyone to this new series on Tefillah. In this series, we will explore Amir Hashem, the meaning of prayer, the purpose of prayer, the profundity of prayer. But the truth is, let's give a little bit of background. Because at the end of the day, we have a lot of Tefillah ahead of us. In the month of Elul Amir Hashem, we try to become a bit more focused on what it is that we're doing in our relationship with Hashem and prayer. Prayer itself is a dialogical connection between ourselves and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We add on Tfilos L'Davar Hashem, and then we enter into Slichos, going into Rosh Hashanah, Haser Tshuva, Yom Kippur, and even after Yom Kippur is over, Baruch Hashem, over the course of Sukkis, we have so many beautiful Tfilos as well, Shemini Atzeres, beautiful, uplifting Tfilos. But all too often, we lack a little bit of an appreciation, or better stated, an understanding of what it is that we're trying to accomplish within our tefillos. Why is it that we daven? What is it that we are trying to accomplish through those tefillos? So in this shir, I'd like to give a little bit of just the conceptual background, a hashkafic background, without delving into any one specific tefillah, but what is it that we are trying to accomplish through the tefillah experience? In last week's parasha, in parasha's Egev, Moshe Rabbeinu said an incredible statement to Klal Yisrael, and a statement that gets the attention of the Gemara of Chazal throughout the ages. And the Pasuk is, this is in Dvarim Parag Yud, Pasuk Yud Beis, chapter 10, verse 12. Moshe Rabbeinu says, V'ato Yisrael, and now Jewish people, Ma Hashem Imach, what does Hashem ask of you? Kim liyiras Hashem elokecha, Literally again, to fear, or maybe better translated, to revere Hashem. To walk in all of His ways. And to love Him. And to love Him with all of your heart and all of your soul. And of course, again, the commentaries, the Gemara, and Mesechus Brachas already jumps on this passage. Because think about it just a moment. Moshe Ben Yosef Tkhalisa, listen guys. God asks so little of you. All He asks of you is... To revere Him, fear Him, to walk in His ways, to love Him, to serve Him with all of your heart, with all of your soul. That's it. That's it. By the way, in this passage, Moshe Rabbeinu described the entirety of Judaism. And yet here, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, that's all Hashem asks of you. Now, of course, on a basic level, what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying is, if you look at everything that Hashem gives us versus what Hashem asks in return, it is very little. But nevertheless, Moshe Rabbeinu seems to be minimizing the ask the ask is huge. The ask that Hashem is making of us, the ask that Moshe Rabbeinu is, is making of us, to be good people, to fear, to revere, to follow in His ways, to serve Hashem with all of our heart, with all of our soul. So the Gemara discusses this idea, and the Gemara gives an interesting answer. The Gemara says, this Gemara Masechus Brachos, Daf Lamed Gimel Amud Beis, page 33b. The Gemara says, because what Moshe Rabbeinu is really teaching us, was, Hakol Bidei Shamayim Chutz Miyira Shamayim. That at the end of the day, everything is in the hands of God, except the spiritual character, our Yira Shamayim, our relationship with Hashem. That's the only part, that's the only part that's in our hands. Meaning what? Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov explains this so beautifully, that we spend our lives worrying about the things we don't control. We spend our lives worrying about the things we don't control. And Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us that in reality, we only control one thing. And the one thing we control is the nature of our relationship with God. 
the nature of our relationship with Hashem and the spiritual identity that we carve out for ourselves. That's the only thing I control. This is more clearly expressed in a Gemar Meseches Nida. The Gemara says in Tractate Nida, Taf Tezayinah Medbeis 16b. The Gemara, a beautiful Gemara, quoting Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa, The Gemara talks about that the angel who is in charge of pregnancy, when a woman becomes pregnant, the Malach, what does he do? He takes the tipa, he takes the little drop, the little embryo, and he brings it before Hashem. And he says, Ribono shel olam tipa What is going to happen? What is going to be with this child? What is the child going to be like when he or she grows up? Gibar achalash, strong or weak, chacham tipesh, wise or unwise, ashir o ani, rich or poor. So, and the Malach goes through a whole list of questions. And the Gemara says, but one second, the most important question is missing. The Malach doesn't ask, is this child going to be righteous or not righteous? Russia, right? Tzadik, righteous or Russia, wicked. The Malach doesn't ask that. Why? Says the Gemara. Because, because at the end of the day, whether you're rich or poor, that's decided by God. Whether you have heightened intellectual acumen or not, that's up to God. Tall or short, good-looking, not so good-looking, athletic, not athletic, those are all up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Rebbe decides all of those things. There's one thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't decide. There's one thing. And that one thing is the nature of your relationship with Hashem. That one thing is the spiritual identity that you carve out for yourself. Hakol bidei shamayim chutz shamayim. Everything, everything is in the hands of heaven except your yiras shamayim. Yiras shamayim is a catch-all phrase that refers again to my relationship with Hashem and that refers to my personalistic spiritual identity. Everything else is up to God. The only thing I control is my relationship with my Father above and the nature of my spiritual religious identity. Hakol bidei shamayim chutz And now we understand what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to Klal Yisrael. As Rabbi Nachman explains in the Kuti Halachas, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to Klal Yisrael, Guys, you're worrying about all the wrong stuff. You're obsessing and you're worrying and you're constantly preoccupied with the things you don't control. But yet, we pay so little attention to the thing we do control. We pay so little attention to the only thing we control, which is our spiritual identity, which is who we are and our relationship with Hashem. That's the only thing that is in our control. Hakol bidei shamayim, chutz miyira shamayim. Moshe Abinu telling us, stop worrying about the stuff you don't control and focus on the stuff or the thing you do control. Who you are, what you are, and your relationship with Hashem. The great tzaddik Rabbi Levi Yitzhak of Berdichev had three sons. His oldest son, a young boy, Remeir, no one's Meiril. Meir died at a young age. He died in his late teens, early 20s. And the story is told that one time Meir was a boy of but nine years old. And he comes over to his father, Rabbi Levi Yitzhak of Berdichev, the great tzaddik, Zechusa Yogen Aleinu. And he says to his father, Father, I don't understand. I don't understand. The Gemara says, Everything is in the hands of heaven, except for one's spiritual identity and their relationship with God. And young Meir, a nine-year-old boy, said, I don't understand. Either Hashem controls everything or He doesn't control everything. 
You can't say he controls everything but one thing. You see, children are concrete thinkers. So in young Meirel's mind, either if God controls everything, then everything means everything. And if he doesn't control everything, then there must be a whole bunch of other stuff that he doesn't control either. Good kasha. The great Zachary Levi Yitzchak looks at his son, Meir. He says, no, Meirel, tell me. What do you think? What's the answer? And dear friends, listen to what young Meirel of Berdichev, a nine-year-old boy, said to his father. He said, Father, I think the answer is like this. Hakol, what the Gemara means is, Hakol bide shamayim. Everything is in the hands of heaven. Meaning what? When I dive into Hashem for something, when I dive into Hashem for something, it's possible God is going to say yes, and it's just as possible God is going to say no. That's the way tefillah works. God is not an ATM machine. You put in your card, put in your pin code, and as long as you have money in the account, you'll get out, which is not the way it works. Kashmiru Hu, it's not a transactional relationship. I ask, you give, you give. I, that's not how it works. And we know this. We know this from our own tefillahs. How many times have we davened for things? that we felt were like genuinely good, genuinely meaningful, or a fulshalimah for someone, parnasa, a shidduch, children. And the answer sometimes is no. Because God has the power to say yes and say no. And sometimes he says yes and sometimes he says no. Chutz Said young Meryl of Berdichev, there's one thing that a Jew could daven for that the answer is always yes. And what's that one thing? What's that one thing? Is Yiroshamayim. If I dive into Hashem and I say to Hashem, God, I have but one request. I want a relationship with you. I want the relationship with you. I love you and I know you love me, but I don't feel we're as close as we could be. I don't feel we're as connected as we could be. So you know what I'm davening to you for? I'm not davening to you for Parnasa or for this job interview or for this exam or for a shidduch for my kids or for this one. I'm not davening for any of that stuff right now. I'm just davening for a relationship with you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu only has one answer to such a tefillah like that. And that answer is a resounding yes. HaKadosh Baruch Hu always answers the tefillah for connection with a resounding yes. HaKol Bidei Shamayim. Whatever you daven for in this world, sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no. Chutz Shamayim. Except if I daven for connection, Davening for connection always meets with a positive and affirmative divine response. Hashem always says yes. And this, dear friends, gives us such a profound insight into tefillah. You see, what is tefillah really all about? So often we think that tefillah is the opportunity to ask Hashem for things. And that is true. And we'll talk about this in future shiurim. The ability to ask my father for anything and everything is a huge part of tefillah, an incredible part of tefillah. But there's something so much more fundamental. Tefillah, tefillah, that dialogue with God, that dialogical connection offers me the opportunity for just that to say, Hashem, I want the relationship. Before I even ask you for anything, before I need anything, I just want to have relationship and by the way, my father, I don't even know necessarily know what that relationship means. And I don't know exactly what the relationship entails. And I don't know what my expectations are of you and what your expectations are of me. But what I know is that I want connection. What I know is that I want relationship. The first step 
and meaningful tefillah doesn't begin with moda'ani or a siddur or a machzer. It doesn't begin with understanding the intellectual construct of tefillah. The first step in powerful and purposeful prayer is recognizing that the ultimate goal, the building block, and really the overarching goal of tefillah is relationship. Because the Ribbono Shalom is such an integral part of my life. He's everything to me. And I know that I'm everything to Him. But we have to create relationship. And tefillah offers us the opportunity. Tefillah offers us the platform to begin to create relationship. And the desire for relationship, God's desire for relationship is so strong that you could dive in for a lot of things and maybe you'll get a yes and maybe you'll get a no. But if you dive into Hashem a simple prayer that says, Ribono shel olam, I want to feel closer to you. I want to feel connected to you. That tefillah always meets with a resounding divine yes. With a resounding divine affirmative response. That tefillah is never turned away. David HaMelech says, we're going to begin saying, L'david Hashem ori v'yishin chodesh elu. And in one of the most meaningful phrases in that capital, David HaMelech says, Shifti b'veis Hashem, Acha sha'alti me'eis Hashem. I have one request of you, Hashem. Koyi mechayai, one request. Shifti b'veis Hashem, koyi mechayai. I just want to dwell in the house of God. All the time. All the length of days. I just want to dwell there. And the Malbim, in his commentary on Tilim, says, Really? David HaMelech, that's all you want? You have one request to dwell in the house of Hashem? What about Paranasa? What about children? And what about Shidduch? And what about Shalom Ba'is? What about all the things we daven for? All the things we daven for? David HaMelech understood, says the Malbim. Shifti Beveis Hashem, dwelling in the house of God, represents relationship. And David HaMelech is saying, I know that if I have a relationship with you, everything else falls into place. It doesn't mean that I get everything I want. It doesn't mean everything goes the way that I want. But I know that when I have a relationship with you, Hashem, that relationship is my anchor. That relationship is my anchor in a turbulent sea of life. Without that relationship, I'm just floundering around. I'm flailing. I, I, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. With that relationship, I have stability. With that relationship, I have strength. With that relationship, I have the ability to navigate even through the difficult things in life. With that relationship, I have the tools that I need to be successful in this adventure and in this journey called life. The first step in meaningful prayer is to understand that my goal is the creation of relationship and to daven for relationship. How many of us, we've all davened for the same basic things, right? I've davened when I was a kid for the test, as I get older for the job interview, as I get a little bit older for the shidduch, as I get a little bit older for children, and then parnosa, and then this, and then that, and this was having this. But we all davened basically for the same bucket of things. But how many of us have davened to Hashem saying, you know what? I'm not asking you for something tangible today. I'm davening to you for relationship. I just want to be connected. That's it. And I think that's our avoda now, especially during Chodesh Elul. To daven, not we can daven also for specific things, but to make sure to include in our tefillos a desire, a request for connection. I just want to feel Kashem. This is the tefillah. I'm davening to you to allow me to feel connected to you.
I'm davening to you to help me feel close to you. I'm davening to you because I want you and I need your help in bringing the two of us closer. That's the first step in creating a relationship around tefillah. That's our avoda, especially during Chodesh Elul. As we prepare to enter into a season where there are so many tefillos, our tefillos are only meaningful if they are embedded in a context, in a framework of connection. Why am I davening? Why am I davening? Because I want to establish connection. Why am I davening? Not because simply I need stuff, but because I want to feel close. Why am I davening? Because I want the Ribbono Shalom in my life. And guess what? He wants me in His divine life as well. That's why I'm davening. Hakol bidei shamayim chutz miiras shamayim. Hashem, when you daven to Him for stuff, sometimes He says yes, sometimes He says no. Hakol chutz miiras shamayim. But if we daven for connection, if we daven for relationship, and if we daven for closeness, the answer is always yes. I look forward in Mirat Hashem to continuing this journey in the sea of tefillah together and hopefully emerging on the other shore with a renewed sense of commitment, a renewed sense of appreciation, and a renewed sense of connection. Have a wonderful day.